Welcome back to the Artist Care and Feeding Minisode. I am your producer, Mark. With me are the hosts of the show, Caitlin Barrett and Kathleen Falsani. On today's minisode, we're talking about art that we know we should like, but we don't seem to like it. Controversial artistic opinion about something in pop culture. Right. Well, I don't even know if it's controversial because I would say one of the things that immediately springs to mind when I think of that is Charles Dickens who is not a controversial figure, and yet I really just don't care for his writing. Sorry, sir. Um, It just wanders all over the place. There's so much description. The pages Mm. go on forever. I don't care anymore. It's lasted so long. (laughs) That said, there are several of his characters that I still remember with a lot of like, you know, affection, Miss Havisham, for one. Oh, but yeah, that's uh, a good one. And he's written some very beautiful lines, quote, mm-hmm. you know, like the best of times and the worst of times. Mm-hmm. It's hard to argue with that, especially today. Jeez. <laughs> um, oh, but I, I can't, I can't. The end. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, what's the, what's that one band? Uh, and, and, and that did the one thing. The in, in music, no, not the killers. They're fine. I like the killers. Um, I don't. I don't, I'm kind of eh, whatever. They're fine. I don't have a strong. Uh, it's the Tom with the th. Tom York. What the, what's that band? Um, it's like one name, Motorhead, but that's not it. Um, oh, I, this this is the thing I'm terrible at is identifying. Both help me. Any sort of trivia where I'm identifying a song and the artist who sang it. Tom, please do not ever involve me in that discussion. K E. What is it? People are screaming. I know they are. I think Mark is busy googling. Please Google that. He's doing his. But I'll come up with another one while we're in this little lull. And everybody was supposed to love that, and I I just I can't. I don't. I don't like it. I don't. Radiohead. Thank you, Radiohead. There we are. Yeah, I'm just. Mm, are you are you also depressed. not a fan of like like I don't know what's Pearl Jam and like stuff like that? No, or, I love Pearl Jam. Just, just Radiohead, you know. Like. Is it the quality? Well, actually, of his there's voice? another one. No, it's the Maudlin, and I the love Maudlin. <laughs> I can do the Smiths all day long. I can right. I can listen to Morrissey wine for days. Right, but there's just something but about that one, I just want to so throw myself off a cliff. You can tell you really like Morrissey by the way you describe him. It's like you can tell. <laughs> he's a huge whiner. I love he Morrissey. A yeah. He's a giant whinger. He's a big whinging yes. baby. Yes, he's also true. brilliantly talented. Right. Um, I don't care for Uh-oh. the and and this is somebody who was in my first book. I hope he's not listening to this. Confessional. I don't like Jimmy Corgan's voice from the Smashing Pumpkins. Like it's like fingernails Billy? on a chalkboard. It is Billy, a, Billy, 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 Corgan. Billy, yeah. Billy Corgan. Sorry, Billy Corgan, who is um, a very interesting person. Mm. Uh, I spent time with him and interviewed him, and he was gracious to spend that time. And I had to pretend right. that I liked his music, right? And I don't have much of a poker face, but I just it. It's really yeah. like it's automatic. Change the station when it comes on, huh? I don't have anything against him as a human. I think the ideas in their song, I like the rest right. of the band, but his voice, nope. Yeah, I never, I mean, I hate the word resonate, but I never really got into their music, even though I just hear the two words, Smashing Pumpkins, and then I'm right back in Chicago, Chicago. and it's 1991, and yep. every single person that I know is screaming about how Smashing Pumpkins started in Chicago. Right. So, yeah, that, I have that association. 
but I can't really get into them either. Yeah, um, I don't. And my other, my other one, again, books is, um, and I know I'll be alone in this because we've already talked about it a little bit. The Russian writers, I can't do it. And I've somewhere out there, Chad Klofenstein is like losing his mind. I know. Also. We're sorry, Chad. Leo Tolstoy, and Anna tag, Karenina. I've, I really have tried. I've read Anna Karenina. I've read Chekhov. I've read some Dostoevsky. I think I read The Idiot. It is so dark, for one. Mm. It's dark yeah. and complicated without a lot of um, clarity, which I think okay. people sometimes yep. like, and I really just don't at all. There's also an infinite amount of whining in the characters. They're so whiny. A lot of whinging. Uh, three Sisters yeah, never... is literally could be subtitled, we would love to go to Moscow, but we just can't. Like, that's <laughs> the play. <laughs> the whole thing. You don't even need to see it. That is the play. This is, th- and this is the kind of stuff that, like, someone needs to put you in charge of a, uh, like a Book company club? of actors that's oh. going to do this show. And you're just going to be like, <laughs> You know what, guys? Can you make it not suck? It sucks so much. So can you make hard. it not suck for like five seconds? <laughs> and in grad school, one of the very first projects that I worked on when I was building and draping and patterning and all these things was a production of Three Sisters. And I unknowingly, because the costumes were beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. and unknowingly <laughs> dragged my brother into it who is not a huge theater fan in the best of times, but he brought a girl. <laughs> and this was the I got them time. free tickets. I was like, it's this great show. It's going to be really gorgeous. <laughs> Y'all, the betrayal on his face <laughs> at intermission <laughs> is not is something I will never forget. I, I, he was just like, I cannot believe you have made me do this. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm with you. I actually sat through it too, and I can't believe I made you do it. So, Is there, is there like an art that everyone thinks sucks that you're like, oh, dude, I like them. Like, I, I'm going to use this as an example just because I think he's amazing. I am mm. the hugest Jason Mraz fan. Oh, I always God. have been, always will be. Um, <laughs> That's so cute. It's you, like, and, and like Mr. So, A to Z, he's like the best. So young. Everyone that knows me that grew up with me is like, ugh, rolling their <laughs> eyes intensely right now. But I think he's incredible. Is there like something like that where like, are you a huge uh, like Dane Cook fans or anything like that? Mm, I actually really think Dane Cook is funny. I know you're not supposed to because he's apparently kind of a... <laughs> whatever. I've seen that one special where he talks about the guy sneezing on him in the grocery store like 50 times. When it comes to humor, I am not particularly highbrow. Right. I love sophomore humor. But I, but there's also a room for that. Yeah, I'm going to come in hot right now, knowing who I'm dealing with. <clears throat> with a don't at me. <laughs> I do not enjoy Les Mis. <gasps> Oh, you know what? It's not for everybody, but also it's not for anyone with, you know, like if you don't enjoy <laughs> dork. Yeah, right. I no, I read it. Up. I read. I was a French major. I read. The, oh, I never the read stories. The read that. I, never read that. I read it in the French. Source material. material. No, no, way. Not, yeah. not doing that. But I do. I had a. Um, I I did four years of choir in high school and swing choir. A regular uh, choir. No, like regular choir, like legit <laughs> choir. We didn't do that trashy show choir garbage. You didn't have to um, wear a sequin but, shirt and do nah. jazz hands. But, but our our uh, our uh, uh, choral director uh, Scott Hitchcock, he's he's a wonderful man. Taught an amazing class. He's, I'm the reason I have that. The reason I have any of the confidence I have is because of doing choir with him. 
and he uh, he did an, uh, an arrangement of One Day More, and we would always do it in the choir. And so you, you get to audition for like, who wants, okay, who's going to be Eponine? Who's going to be Cosette? Who's going to be, you know, Marius? And I loved it. And I thought it was great. <laughs> it was the greatest song in the world. I didn't know what it was from. I didn't know it was from Les Mis. I just was like, this is a cool song we're doing. And he arranged it. Or he arranged that uh, version that we did. And it was a great arrangement and everyone loved it and people stole it. And it was this whole thing. And so that's where my love of Les Mis came from is this like arrangement that we would sing. Hmm. And then I saw the show and I was like, oh yeah, sold. Sold on the show. It's so good. And then I watched hundreds of them. <laughs> and was like, on I tour. Could see, I could see why people, you know, you, you come, you experience <clears throat> yeah. it once and you don't do it again. You don't, you don't listen to the mm-hmm. Les Mis soundtrack on repeat. So although I think this I might, might have be in college. I really like I think you might have in college, college as well. But yes. I as a show goes, I think it's a mm. I think it's um very hopeful. It's a very it is it has a lot of hope and joy and beauty in it. I ultimately I went into it the first time I saw it, right. saw it, which would have been right around the time I met you. Mm-hmm. This could be a false in Chicago. Memory. Maybe Kelly were, No, this was Christmas break, maybe okay. our freshman year, maybe our my sophomore year. And Kelly, Kelly's mother, so my best friend, we're both from Connecticut, so we lived just not far outside New York City, and you know saw lots of theater in Chicago and New York over the years. But I early on in our friendship, and I believe her mom got tickets for us for a Broadway run. This would have been like eighty eight, eighty nine, and. I saw it on Broadway. Mm-hmm. We had orchestra seats. Right. Kelly, if th- again, this with could the, be false. With the recovery. revolve and the original staging next to me yeah. and me really, really trying to fake enthusiasm <laughs> and not yawn. Because I couldn't. You <laughs> and know, checking your my watch one subtly to wonder then, how long until intermission comes around and, and rescues like, you. Maybe, because I love the story and, you know, everybody seemed, it's like I should like it because everybody I know likes it. And right. then the movie came out and they cast God help us. What's his face from Australia? Oh, Who? Hugh Jackman. Yeah? No, no. Nope. No, the other one. Hugh Jackman Hugh can is, sing. is it. Hugh can sing. He can oh, sing. he can He's actually sing. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh it was um, Russell Crowe. Yeah, it's Russell Crowe. Oh, my God. One of I never Christmas saw the movie. I didn't either. The history of time. Yeah. Everyone, like, talked about how terrible no. it was. And I was... I was waiting, I was in Hawaii and I was like waiting in this waiting room of a helicopter tour and they had it playing on <laughs> full blast in the middle. It was like the middle of the show. It was like when, or maybe it was like the very beginning when, um, what's that lady dies? Fontaine, when Fontaine dies. <laughs> and, uh, the one you watched die like a solid yeah, I mean, 400 times. <laughs> I didn't, I don't know names. This is all information I don't need to memorize. But She was wearing a blue dress, dying, just so you know. When she was dying, yeah, she was wearing a blue dress. <laughs> Uh, and it was like uh, Anne Hathaway, and it was. I'm like watching it, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know why people trash this so much. Anne Hathaway is pretty good. And then I stopped watching, and I feel like that was the best. You saw the way best to clip. Do that is to to watch it in a in a helicopter tour <laughs> waiting uh, room, airport waiting room right. in Hawaii. And just watch, feels, just watch five. Yeah, minutes just watch it. five minutes of it. I. It's perfect. Okay, so I'm gonna confess. Yes. Something. Uh oh. I. Uh oh. Am not a huge musical theater person there it is how about that there it is Mm. i like some of them i like the ones that are complex and dark and weird and interesting i like sondheim's work i enjoy next to normal i like unconventional subjects being told in a musical theater format because it's a very interesting like the word of the day, anachronistic sort of scenario. Anachronistic. Anachronistic. Um, I am what not a fan of rent. There? Mm-hmm. 
Never have liked Rent, <laughs> although I like a couple of songs from the soundtrack. I think it is a lot of people whining. Again, I seem to have a thing about whining. <laughs> There's a lot of whining I, in I, that show. See, I love I love whining musicals. That's like my mm. jam. I, I want I want to cry in a musical. I went and saw uh, Dear Evan Hansen, and I cried like three times. Standing room only. The guy in front, who I was behind, like directly behind. I think turned around a few times to like make sure I was okay, you know. He's, He's like, like Dude, is someone, do you need a tissue? Is someone dying in the audience, you know? Uh, and and I I love that stuff. Mm. Like uh, you know, I cried at Hamilton. Um, I cried. Oh, never at have Hansen. I seen Hamilton. How about that? In any what? form at all? In any form, not even the one on TV. I know, and listen, I have and I have access to, to it. I don't even have to pay for it, and I just have not watched it. I'm, oh, Caitlin, see, and this I is know. me saying it. I come in if, if gotta, people like something, I'm like, no. I, I'm that is like half that. the reason. Is I'm just like, I it's, think it's just part where disappoint. no one cares people, about it anymore, and then I'll watch it. Yeah, people hyped it up a little too much. Oh, I God. think, and whenever that happens, you're always like, ah, oh, come on, man. But if it's one of those shows, it's like pizza. It, even when it's bad, it's good. Like even this the worst, really the worst Hamilton show. I've seen is still, still a pretty, pretty good. damn good show. Yeah, Jeez, I just yeah. want a straight play. I love straight plays. That is why I got into theater. Was and how plays. many of those have you done in your career? in my professional career? That in would your be professional career zero oh, because <laughs> they do not sell money the way that musical theater sells money. They don't I mean, sell they, money. They don't sell <laughs> tickets the way that musical theater yeah. sells tickets. Um, it's really difficult to. I, I there's so few of them that have toured because mm. it in comparison to the number of musical theater right. productions that have toured because they're I mean, just you think not, about like plays that have made money. So like mm. Shanley's Doubt, yeah, probably that one, that's one that made well because it kind of got replicated all over the place and then the movie right. was made it. And that's yes, a brilliant right. play. He's brilliant. I love him. Yeah, so if we're going to factor much. in movies and anything other than just like a straight stage production, but that was one that got you know that seemed to have. But that's there's so few like right. Like you can't really think of touring companies of. But when I think of the like plays. some of the magical times that I've been in an audience, it's almost mm. always been in a straight play. Like I saw 1984 on Broadway a couple of years ago, and that is a show I still think about. And we... 1984 is the, the one about uh, dystopian... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's the, the book, yeah, right? Big um, Brother. Yeah, yeah right. George Orwell. Yeah. George Orwell. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, yeah. In fact, there were, I think, five of us that met up after that production. Three of us, maybe it might have been more than that. One of us had seen something completely other. Another one mm. was like two or three people had seen other productions. The entire conversation afterwards was about 1984. We were just like, mm. oh, how was that show? Great. Okay, let's talk about the one we just saw because it is mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I would not 100%. have expected that. Yeah. Huh. It was so daring. It was so bloody. It was so... It was the sort of show that when I watched it, I cannot imagine anyone doing that eight shows a week. I don't even know how they got through one wow. show. It was so wow. emotionally grueling. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It was if I bananas. I'm trying to think of like magical moments in theaters. What I'm thinking of is what I've missed. Mm. If I could, if I had a time machine and I could go back and see anything, mm. anything mm-hmm. that uh, I would have gone back, I would go back and I, I had an opportunity to see it at the time and I didn't do it more than once. I would, uh, Angels in America and Perestroika, I would oh, have, go, I would go back yeah. in a heartbeat to see it. Yeah. 
live on the stage. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to watch the London version of it that was filmed and put into theaters yeah. over three nights. I've seen the filmed here. version, yeah. Oh. And I, I, that's the miniseries that they did for HBO. I've watched that. I watch it at least twice a year, hmm. and that's one of my very favorite things. But I would have, I would give anything to go back and see that, right, on the stage. Um, yeah, see, I'm like Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller, I would love to see any of his productions, yeah. any of his plays. Um, yeah, even Crucible, which I don't care as much about, but I would see that View from a Bridge. Um, Sam Shepard would see anything <gasps> ever oh, that he has ever yeah, written. Okay. Eugene yep. O'Neill, same. Lillian mm-hmm. Hellman, same. Like any one of those playwrights, anything that they have ever written, I would be like, show it to me. I'm into it. Mm. And musical theater, about- I'm like, Ugh, do I have to? A critical, a critical audience is a good audience, you know, like, or maybe not, maybe that's the opposite. But mm-hmm. I, you know, like I always think like, if I don't like something, I'll go see the thing. Like I, I, uh, I'm never. I've never been like a huge musical theater person, mm. <laughs> but I'll go see anything. Anyone's like, Sh- you should go see. Yeah, it. I'll be like, mm, same. Great, why I, not? Yeah, you know, I will right. as well. But here's the thing that will turn me off every time if someone describes it as a feel good experience. I'm like, pass. I'm out. No, I want hard and dark and weird and uncomfortable and interesting. I want to think about it. I want to mm. be assaulted by it a little bit. <laughs> I do not want to be have happy tears pouring down my face because he finally gets the girl. I do and not care. Here's where we depart. <laughs> yeah, they, they, like I don't want to be assaulted by anything <laughs> in general. I want, yeah, I want to hmm. cry. sound I don't occasionally. Want, yeah. Sound no, but, but yeah, theater. No. I want it to be. I want it to be immersive and I want it to mm. be I want it to be a little dark and twisty. Gemma really got up inside there. Oh, didn't so he? dead. Yeah. Oh, you know who we should have on? Hmm. Michael Stoffer. Ah uh, yes. Michael. The man who's we're coming set for you. you in motion. Yes. Michael Stoffer. Yes, we're coming for you. Yeah. That's so a he great idea. he was the designer for the theater who still Yeah, still is. I think he's still mm-hmm. teaching at Wheaton. Yeah. yeah. And he's um, a lighting designer, a costume designer, and a set designer. <laughs> like he does all the design. I don't know if he does he sound design. I don't think in so. Thigh high boots <laughs> and a push me pull me top with a <laughs> dyed purpley mo. I wouldn't let him shave it, but like the mo. I think you might have helped me with the hair. I think with, I did. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yes, that- Rosencrantz. Yes. Yep. Yep. I had crimped bangs. <laughs> a spaghetti strap dress situation that was ampere waisted and the entire <laughs> skirt was lace. I was do like, am I wearing pictures. anything there are pictures. underneath this? Well, do you remember the, the outfits he had the boys in that were so low cut in the front that the top of their crotch hair was showing? And this they, is they before showed, man. Uh, they had there's to a shave. comedian who calls it a little dick neck. They showed a little neck. <laughs> But it was more like tufts. And this is before manscaping was really a right. thing. This is like the and ladies. And at a Christian college, P-L-S-O-S. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> thank you for that, though, God Michael. bless him. Seeing. Yeah, avant-garde. Real. See? I love it. I miss those boots. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to the Artist Care and Feeding Podcast. As always, you can uh, find out more information about us on our website at artistcareandfeeding.com. And also you can drop us a line at artistcarepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Mark has been reading Station Eleven for three months. <laughs>